Welcome to Talking Architecture and Design. My name is Branko Melodic, and we have uh, a returning guest this time, uh, a well-known architect, um, the principal of uh, Furtado Sullivan, um, a guest or a judge rather on um, the Sustainability Awards, and um, a uh, like I said, a, a an architect who we've spoken to before, Sandra Furtado. Um, good morning, Sandra. How are you? Okay, so we find ourselves in a fairly unusual situation, don't we? Um, we are all, me and you, and, and probably about 10 million other Australians, um, working um, in a lockdown from home situation. Um, firstly, um, how are you finding that? I think for us, um it hasn't really impacted much the way we um, the way we work or the way we think because we, as a small office, um, we've got a certain dynamic uh, of work and everybody takes um, their role and responsibilities quite seriously. So um, in a normal scenario in the office, we might just need to talk once or twice a day and everybody keeps um, working through their tasks. Um, so in, in a working from home scenario, what happens is that we catch up once or twice a day or um, when we need to review work, we use uh, software um, that allows us to do video conferencing and share screens. So it is essentially like sitting side by side and um, looking at someone else's screen. Um, I think what, what you miss is the the occasional conversation and sometimes the discovery that comes from questioning others when you're just looking at someone else looking something doing something uh, and you're looking over someone's shoulder and you're you're thinking oh why don't why are you doing it like that or, or why shouldn't you try it a different way I think those things are a bit lost um, it's you know what I call sp spontaneous creativity um, but you know, with that, you also, um, and I think that's more true f for uh, a lot of people than for myself. But in a in a family environment, I think w the positive that has come out of all of, of this is that uh, a lot of families are spending a lot more time together, and I think that can only be a good thing, especially if you have uh, young kids. Um, it also probably a challenge if you have to work and you have, you know, I know three or four people in a household trying to. Um, get on with life too so I think in those circumstances it can also be a challenge but um, not a challenge that I live on a day-to-day -day, fortunately. Well that is true I mean we are at the moment you know talking to each other but this is the, this is a first for um for talking architecture and design actually doing um, an interview over over a virtual digital space um, with you being in um, one side of Sydney me being on the other um, you are right um, some people are going to thrive um, whilst others are going to f uh, struggle. Um, do you think perhaps that the, the design industry uh, has it a, bit, a little bit both ways? Yes, they, they have technology at their hands or at their fingertips available to be able to do all sorts of interesting things like what we're doing right now. But when it comes to the collaborative creative stuff, that might be a bit of a struggle. So um, if we go back to um, one of the one of the things that Steve Jobs used to talk 
quite often about um, this idea that you know it's it's the, the it's through casual encounter that you become um, more aware of what else is happening around your organization and through that sometimes you begin to have a conversation that may lead to innovation and and um, there was a very specific way in which he um, wanted his office buildings to be developed because he wanted to force people to move through unusual paths to force that communication in a, in a space where you are isolated as much as technology tries to bind you together you have to seek that encounter and 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 that doesn't come naturally um plus there's so many things available on the internet you don't even know where to start and i think sometimes people just get a little bit overwhelmed with how much is being sent to them on a day on a daily basis via email that sometimes you actually just want to you know keep it all at bay and just have a little bit of time for yourself so i i do question um where creativity is going to lead people um in if if this is going to be a, a long-term on ongoing shift and, and and change in the way that we work um i we also have observed that there are a lot of uh there, there are a few people that are beginning to see um clients kind of wanting to wait um for for to gain a better understanding of what what is how the the economy is going to to change or or whether there is going to be a significant slowdown and and through that comes a lot of angst um and uncertainty and uh that sometimes can give you space to potentially dedicate more time to the projects that you have and 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 that can only be a good thing for the project that you have a hand but it also um creates a certain cloud of uncertainty that um overall makes people um kind of fear fear for the future and 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 creativity sometimes and probably most times doesn't come is not a result of fear uh, sometimes the result of pressure but not fear interesting you say um casual encounters I don't, i'm not sure we, if we can have casual encounters anymore with social distancing <laughs> I, I don't i don't think we are from what i've been noticing on on tv i mean i i i, I, I don't think you're even allowed to have a social encounter with yourself um depending on depending on which which poli- which poli- uh, police car pulls up look um the, out of all that can i ask is there a possibility i mean okay well, do you think there are three things that that will? I mean, we we all know that that there may well be a lot of pain out of all this, and it's actually we we don't know, but we all assume there's going to be a lot of pain. But are there three things that you would think that this situation could become uh, could be advantageous for the way people work or the way people live? Even I, I was listening to the radio the other day and. One of the things that the radio host was talking about was the fact that you know he noticed how much his children were loving him being home, and when he heard his child talk to their friend over the iPad, um, there were two things that came out of that. One, children were loving the fact that they were spending more time uh, playing with technology <laughs> because that was allowed for the first time in a long time, um, and the second one was because they felt that there was more time for them. So if if this potentially um, changes the way the unit of the family works um, and and relates to each other and and that people realize that actually there has been a lot of 
lost on through, you know, the rush of the day-to-day that can only be a good thing. Um, um, I think I think when, when in, in, inevitably people, everybody's going to have a bit of a slowdown um, and slowing down at a point where, you know, people were just doing and potentially rather thinking about what they were doing. They were just doing because things had to be done. I think that gives you perspective and perspective of your work, perspective over your um, over, over your your life and, and how you choose to live your life. Sometimes, um, you know, give you, give you some clues that you you may not be you may be out of balance and you might be this this might be the opportunity for 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 people to kind of you know do do a, a, a check. And I've I've got friends in Italy who have been through this you know horror of um, feeling like they're different because they've they've gone through the virus and now their families are going through the virus and their friends' families are in the virus and you can't even you can't even visit them. You feel like you you know your hands are tied and you can't help and you're you're hopeless. So just being close enough to see that and, and to realize that you know life is precious and. Um, you know, we need to um, we need to take care of others, and we also need to take care of ourselves. So, if this slowdown allows us to question that and to find ways to do that better for humanity, I think that that in the long term will be a good thing. think perhaps that that this will give rise i mean in in the in in this industry at least um to telecom more telecommuting um or do you think perhaps we may have the the other experience where people go no i've been at home for six months or three months i really want to go into the office um i think you'll you'll have a little bit of both um i think uh i think that the 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 interesting thing, right, I, I take my dog out for two big walks a day, and what I notice is in the morning and in the evening, uh, there is a lot less traffic. Um, and and what you notice is actually you start listening to the birds singing, you start listening to the breeze of the fresh air, um, you start paying attention to the things around you that before you, you couldn't hear because well, the only thing you heard was just the traffic, the engines. So I think um, what, what people are noticing potentially is that, one, if they can work home, from home and, and if companies have uh, made some, some of them, um, some of those arrangements have been made long before, but for, for probably many of, of organizations, those things have been done out of necessity, uh, not, of, not out of necessarily willingness. Um, so maybe there will be... Uh, there will be more flexibility in the future to get people to, to give people the choice um, as to whether they can work from home or not. But some people can be probably more productive working from home because there is less distractions, whereas others find all the distractions. That's that's true, and I, I, and or, or some of us get get our washing done, um, you know, on time. <laughs> true, true. You can you can you can um, you don't rely so much on the weather on the weekend. I was going to say that what are your clients telling you um, in terms of 
how they think things are, are, are going on? Um, there is a lot of uncertainty. Um, we had um, two projects that have um, kind of not gone on hold but been suspended for the moment because, um, one, the client is overseas and he's not allowed into the country. <laughs> okay. It's true from, for probably many clients who are, or many people in the past who've invested um, in real estate in Australia and, you know, free, could, could move freely um uh, between countries and and now the the circumstances are different. So for for some that will be um, that will be a, a challenge. Um, others is purely because there is an uncertainty about how um, how this shift or, or or change of gears in in the economy potentially will drive an employment, and with that comes um, uh, a, a, a different state of mind when you, when. You comes to house prices and, and developers at a point where, um, especially for the residential market, at a point where uh, real estate was, was still kind of recovering from last year's slowdown, um, I, I think now people are probably going to want to wait even further because the land is still expensive uh, and the construction costs, no one knows whether they're going to go up or not. Um, so I, I think you know, no one really knows for sure <laughs> what's going to happen. I think mm. everybody's being more cautious about taking on decisions, unless they're projects that have already started. Um, so each 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 studio and each project um, within each studio will probably um, be considered differently. Is it better to be now a small firm, or is it better to be a big firm, or vice versa? How in in, in this scenario that, that that we're in? I mean, from your perspective. Yeah. Look, from my perspective, um, when I was working in a large practice, I felt re- responsible for um, you know for, for for helping make ends meet to you know, fifty people. Um, I I think I think big practices have an advantage wh- whereby. You know, sometimes a couple of big projects help pay for the projects that are in standby, or the, there is a there is a, there is a bit more of a flexibility to kind of shift and change to it and allow cash flow within the office to be okay for you know, three to six months. Uh, that is different from for a small practice because. Um, you you know unless you have small jobs that do the same as those big jobs in the big practice, um, you 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 can still like move move it and, and, and try to allocate work in in a way that kind of keeps your your cash flow. Um, uh, so you're you're saying you're more, more more nimble, you're you're more flexible than let's say a large firm of you know a hundred a hundred people. Leaner firms, smaller firms that are lean, I yeah. think they'll probably they'll probably be okay. Um, I've heard of about ten firms in Sydney that have um, fifty people and more that have already laid off, you know, ten people here, twenty people yeah. there um, over the last couple of weeks, just because they uh, one they they noticed that um, some of the projects have gone on hold, and and sometimes companies even if they have an experience that they are doing that as a precaution. Um, so, you know, what it, what it does mean is that you know, there, there is going to be um, almost like a, a, a number of, 
practitioners that have just before the, 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 the this wave of uncertainty come that um, are just going to be jobless and and it, it's gonna take in, in architecture usually architecture follows everything else yeah. so it's gonna take six months probably till the end of the year until um, uh, organizations figure out what how they're going to respond to the changes um, yeah I think uh, I think there's a lot of industries that are like that. I think also, um, uh, yeah, I mean, journalism, I think is is also suffering. Um, it wasn't the first to, to suffer, but certainly that we're seeing cuts here and there and everywhere. And I think with architecture, there's and design is going to be a a similar uh, issue where you know it's not they're not the first first cab off the rank, but eventually it'll it'll uh, it'll hurt in the end. Interesting. Um, you, you mentioned something about um, you know, there's no cars, and I can tell the sound of cars. You can hear the birds. Um, I can tell you, it's, it's almost freaky. Um, getting, I mean, without sounding that this is without trying to say this is positive, because there is very little positive in all this. In one way, um, do you think, in terms of from an environmental point of view, there might be a little bit of a tiny silver lining in all this? Yeah, I mean, it's funny you say that. Um, I think I saw yesterday um, there was a post, um, an article that talked about the fact that in um, February and March, um, the carbon emissions globally have dropped to to uh, about 25% of what they um, their average was in the previous years. And, uh-huh. um, and and then there are photographs of certain cities, um, and and they use the example of Beijing and Delhi, where you know a few months ago all you could see was traffic smoke, and 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 now you almost you can you can see the blue skies, and the I, I think the silver lining for 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 for, um, for all of this is the fact that actually people are realizing that. Um, the, the environment in which they live is the environment that one creates. Um, so whether that's going to lead to people kind of not forcing, but making governments um, or, or not for people to know that actually that, that there are certain things, there are certain types of behaviors that can be that can can be adjusted to try to. Not slow down the pace of um, CO two, but uh, understand how you can, in the long term, stop making excuses about you know why you you can't drop carbon emissions, but actually work out smarter ways in which carbon emissions could be reduced uh, without giving the the, the excuse um, of um, you know a, lo- a loss of revenue or a fall in, in in economic terms and I think for the first time humanity has chosen humanity as opposed to uh, humanity has chosen money and economy <laughs> so I yeah. think that this is uh, this is uh, unprecedented oh it, it certainly isn't it's it, it's quite interesting people um there, there's been a lot of criticism of, well there's been some criticism of the government saying that it's it's going to you know worrying too much about the economy, but the economy kind of affects us all, and it's not about worrying about the economy; it's worrying about how people will be. 
and where they'll be. So I think, yeah, I think you're right. I mean, I think humanity's being um, uh, choo- choosing itself for a change. I've got to say though that um, in terms of in terms of working, um, I don't know about you. I'm I'm finding this good, but I'd like to go in the office once or twice a week. How about you? <laughs> yeah, me too. I I've been teaching um, for the last two and a half weeks um, online, and um, we're doing design studio, and we are actually working on a studio which is. Um, which was asking of students to um, develop a design on the basis of an understanding of a certain material. So what we wanted them is to bring materials, build models, be in class, you know, get their hands dirty, really test and and design by trial and error. And um, what was meant to be a very kind of active and um, and fun studio. Um, kind of more, more like a developing a ideas in a, in a workshop environment has become this strange uh, <laughs> online medium where, you know, you show your models by a, a camera and uh, you're trying to give feedback and you're trying to draw and show things on a tiny camera. So um, the, 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 our initial idea of what the studio was going to be has completely been <laughs> uh, turned upside down. And, um, there, there is, I think there, there are two things, that, that one good and one bad. And, and you know, the, the, the less good is that, you know, you don't, you're not there to physically, like, touch and, and feel and, and, and respond immediately to what you, um, you see firsthand. Uh, because I always think that, you know, when you see something through a camera, uh, the lens, the, the, you know, the, the lens is always different, meaning that, you know, you don't really get an understand, a full understanding of what you're looking Um unless you see it physically in front of you. Uh, but the good thing is that, you know, all the students are kind of with their headphones listening closely to what you have to say to everybody else. So there is almost like a, a enforcing a focus that otherwise probably wouldn't have uh, occurred in class because everybody would be doing their own thing while you're talking to students individually. So maybe through this process um, they are... Um, they are more in tune with what everybody else is doing and ultimately for their learning experience that will end up being a good thing, I hope. Uh-huh, okay. Well, that, that's an interesting observation. Um, I've got to say, you, you can't get your hands dirty, Alessandra. You have to wash your hands now. Just, just remember that. <laughs> um, yeah, no, there's, there'll be none of, none of that going going for a while, I've got to say. Just um, lastly, you have the experience of, of, um, of, of being uh, both living in Australia and coming from another country, um, what do you think, um, think, when do you think things will go back, I mean, like, roughly, things will go back to normal? Mm, Like you said before, if we had a crystal ball, we would be rich. But I think, think, you know, like, coming from from a a place where... um, you know, people say Portuguese people are like kind of romantic and always in, in, you know, good big hearts, um, but very always very. There is a sad, a sadness to to the way that people carry on their lives, and and I've, I, it's funny because I never realized that until I left, right? And when I what I see about Australian and Australians is that there is this kind of inherent positivity, and you know, maybe it comes from generations of late late back Uh, and you know in sunshine but there is there is something about australia that makes um 
and Australians that makes it different from other countries around the world. And um, there is um, inherent positivity and there is also a, a kind of an in entrepreneurial spirit that you don't see in, in many other economies. So I think, you know, in, in trying to be a, po a positive person, um, I, I, I think that there is a, that, that Australia is going to bounce back possibly faster than other economies. Um, you know, how, how quickly I think that will all kind of depend on when people are allowed to go get back to their normal lives or, and, and then even then, like it will, it will take some time for, for, for things to bounce back. But you know, economy is about psychology. So yeah, interesting. Um, Sandra Furtado, thank you very much. It's been a pleasure to talk to you. Um, for the first time, I've I, I to record over a phone, which is it looks like it's it's going to be okay. So that's that's good news. And I suppose you you, you said um, positivity. I guess the bushfires are over, so that's always a good thing. Um, stay safe. <laughs> yeah, stay safe. Um, and I look forward to talking to you again, hopefully next time in person. You've thank been, you. you. Thank you very much. You've been listening to Talking Architecture and, and Design. Until next time, goodbye.